I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome to the Real Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Christine Koenig, with Howard Hanna Rand Realty, hosting today with David Wilner from Pillar to Post Home Inspectors, and we're on 93.5 WTBQ. By the way, it's uh, I know that our listeners don't know this, but I was calling this the day of Dave. Dave oh. and I are together like all day today. We are, ho- <laughs> we are hosting, <laughs> we are inspecting, right? We've got a full, a full real estate day ahead of us. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I mean, uh, listeners out there, you may think that, uh, you know, we're just radio people. I don't know. I don't, but, you know, we actually <laughs> go out in the world and do this work that we talk about on the show. Uh, you know, Christine's really a real estate agent and I'm really a home inspector. And we are going to leave here and then go right out and, and do our jobs. That's right. It's a busy, busy day, which is good, right? You want to be busy, busy. You do. Absolutely. You do. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I feel like every day is busy, busy. I know. I mean, um, I think today we have a really fun topic though. We do. So um, we are gonna talk about um, best advice for younger people who wanna buy a home, right? What it's like to maybe buy a home when you're in your 20s. What do you need to know? Um, and we're gonna kind of look at that from a couple different um, directions, right? We're gonna look at it from like, literally what do you need in your in your bank to mm-hmm. start, right? What kind of qualifications do you need? Um, and then we're gonna talk about like, when you're looking for a home, what sorts of, of places might a 20 something um, be looking at for the first time purchase and what sorts of things um, from a home inspector's point of view should you be looking for specifically, right? Because you may not have um, experience owning a home or you don't clearly, but um, (laughs) you know, you may not, or fixing things up or knowing even what to look for. So we thought that um, this would be fun. Um, And I'm gonna give a shout out to Jared, my son who said last night, um, hey, why don't you do a show about people like me? So here it is, Jared. This is for people like you. <laughs> so any any of you first time home buyers out there, uh, and, and and we're not age discriminatory. There, I did a That's... home I did a home inspection the other day for uh, for a family that were first time home buyers that uh, they were not so young. Right. You know? No, for sure. Um, That's that is true. That is true. But uh, but it is a different plan. It's a different perspective. Yes. Um, you know, one of the things as we were kind of brainstorming on on what to cover that we were talking about, um, you know, has to do with the finances of someone in their 20s versus maybe the finances of someone in their 40s or 30s, right? Just, and perspective. Yeah. I mean, are, is this the house you're going to be in for the next 40, 50 years? Or is this the house you're in for the next 10 years? Yeah. You know, it's interesting, um, as I talked to Jared and some of his friends, um, you know, they are, they're aware of the investment side of real estate. One of his friends, um, was researching how to become a wholesaler and mm-hmm. at 22 I was like that's great um so there's there there is an awareness that real estate is not only your abode but also an investment and can be both simultaneously yeah uh I mean it's always I mean I tell every client that I work with that I mean home inspection it's kind of a misnomer it's really it, it's a it's really an education on an investment, yeah. right? That's yeah. what we're doing here. We're, we're educating you on the investment that you're gonna make in this home. Uh, you know, we certainly, we test everything and that's sort of where the phrase inspection comes from, but it's more important that we talk about it and explain it and that you understand what's going on in this home that you're going to sink so much of your income into. Right, exactly. So, um, you know, I was thinking back, uh, you know, about, what was my first experience like buying a home? How old was I? What what was that like? What um, happened? What'd you and, do? So I will say, I think that I was 26. Um, I had, 
been living in uh, paying rent mm-hmm. for maybe three plus years, but I was paying rent to my parents. Um, okay. They had a. Uh, you were in one of their rentals. I was in one of their rentals. Uh, we called it the compound. I had, a, <laughs> I had a unit. My sister had a unit, and then um, we had like a circulating group of friends who had a unit. It was we we would laugh. It was Melrose Place. Yeah, uh, that's but fun. It was super fun. Yeah. Um, and you know, being that it was my parents, I did get a break on rent, which allowed me to save up some extra money, right, to put towards um, our down payment because my parents knew that that's you know what I wanted to do. Um, so. Uh, I ended up having, we bought a condo was our first, our first place. Um, and we bought it. We had a very specific geographic area we Where needed to it? buy. Yeah. In. Um, we bought in Patterson, New Jersey. Okay. Um, my husband at the time was working on becoming a professional fireman. Um, so he was kind of splitting between Patterson and New York in terms of, you know, who would hire him first. But Patterson has a residency requirement as you apply. New York has a residency uh requirement After. once you're hired yeah. so um that was sort of our our thing and so um you know in patterson there i i found two areas i would be you know willing to move to um and so one was a townhouse area and that ended up being a perfect first um first home buying experience um yeah my first my first house was a townhouse uh in princeton new jersey mm-hmm. uh and uh it was a great house. Yeah. I really enjoyed living there. In fact, uh, <laughs> I didn't own it very long because I shortly after buying it, I got divorced and we sold it. Right. But I, I, I then bought a condo in the same community because I love the community so much. I'm like, well, you know, my ex-wife's gone. It doesn't mean I have to leave. That's right. You're, <laughs> right, you're comfortable there. It's like, right, it's your space. Right. Um, and it's so, it's so funny. When I, bought, when I bought the townhouse, I had said to myself, this is, I can never see myself as a townhouse person. I just, I couldn't, right? I, I want, I, I'm more of a, you know, have space and a garden and how am I going to do all of those things? Um, but I was also working full time and the convenience of really having to only worry about the walls in and maybe some flower boxes on my deck was truly liberating. It's the word I'm going to use is liberating, and I was only 26. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, you know, everybody that lived there was in my community, like adjacent to where I was living. I mean, we were all about the same age. We mm-hmm. were all in our mid-20s to early 30s. I mean, we would have, uh, it was social as right. well right. as, you know, all the dog walkers. We knew everybody knew oh, each other sure. by their dogs. Absolutely, uh, that's true. It was fun living in the condo. Yeah. It was definitely fun. Uh, and I was there a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It was about eight years. Yeah, I think that we ended up um, renting out our condo when we bought our next place. Well, that's good. So we had it, and then we rented it to friends. Yeah. Um, which was um, easy because I, I could be like, hey, let's go. <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> so what's going on with young people these days that, uh, you know, how are they going to get this first property? That is that is the question, and it's a good one, you know. Um, kids coming, you know, if, if you went to college, kids coming out of college day have big financial burdens. Um, a lot of them have um, school, school loans. Yep. That's correct. And um, even if you have, say, the income mm-hmm. that you would need to pay your car payment and pay your student loan and then um, pay a mortgage, right? Um, there are things that might limit what you qualify for because of that, right? Um, we have... Uh, your debt to income your ratio debt is very it's very important you know you have you have to prove on paper that you can sustain your you know your living right, right? so if if you make whatever 
say just super easy, make $1,000 a month and you spend 300 on a car and 200 on loan payment, you have $500 left to live on. And that has to include not only, you know, and, the, and banks recognize this, you have to pay your mortgage, but you have to pay your electric bill, you have to buy food, you, right? And so they are assessing risk. And so they come up with a ratio that they feel is a sustainable ratio of what your, how much you owe out on a month versus um, how much you have for free spending and what they're comfortable lending against, right? That's the best way to explain debt what to is income that, ratio. Do you know what the ratio is? I don't, yeah. but we, don't got, we got Mike Van Mansart to answer questions like that for Rule us. Rule of thumb, isn't it somewhere like a, like a third, not to spend over a third of your, your total income on your housing? I don't have a real answer for you on I that. I don't know, I mean, somebody told that to me once. I know that if I'm looking if I'm looking at it from a landlord perspective, I have ratios that that I look at. Um, and yes, in my mind, um, when I say uh, when I'm doing my research and I have my application, I know that I'm looking for that as a number because I don't want someone to be too tight and not pay rent, right? But I don't know what the bank's ratios are. Yeah, yeah, you know it's uh, and it is tough. I mean, I've got a daughter who's uh, 23 years old, just graduated college a year ago. Uh, I mean, it, buying a home and settling down for her at this point would be tough. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, I understand that need for independence when you come out of college. You've been kind of living on your own for four years, but you haven't been living on your own dime for four years, right? Um, and so now you, you come out of college and you kind of have some tough choices either. Um, and depending on the job you get, you know, are you fully employed, right? Are you, do you have a job with benefits? Are you, right? What what amount of your money can you save and and how much can you bank away quickly enough to come up with a down payment? Because um, that is the number one thing is you have to have that nest egg to buy a house. That that was like, what do I need? You need money. So let, you know, when we come back from our break, let's kind of dig into a little bit more benefits of buying and what you need to do. This is Grace Warren, a licensed real estate agent for Howard Hanna Rand Realty for more than 20 years. And I'm ready to hear your wants and needs. And then I will help you fulfill your goals. As a full-time residential specialist and longtime resident of Orange County, I know the Orange County market very well. And whether you're a buyer or a seller, my priority is your satisfaction. For more information, please visit my website, gracewarren.randrealty.com. And let's get together. O'Keefe and McCann is the only law firm for all your real estate transactions. Founding partner William O'Keefe will patiently guide you through every step, whether you're buying or selling property, commercial or residential, from the first meeting to the closing. O'Keefe and McCann earned their top rating due to their impeccable attention to detail, their dedication to a smooth closing, and the pride they take in their clients' complete satisfaction. They are with you throughout the entire process, ensuring a successful outcome. For the finest real estate attorney, visit omlawteam.com. Hi, this is Christine Koenig with Howard Hanna Rand Realty, and I love real estate. I grew up helping my dad fix up his investment properties. That knowledge and experience has fueled my passion for real estate. Licensed in New York and New Jersey for over 10 years, I focus my business on Orange, Passaic, and Sussex counties. Check out my website at christinekoenig.randrealty.com or listen to The Real Real Estate Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. 
This is Jay Westerveld inviting you to tune in every Monday at 11 a.m. for Tales and Trails, where I'll share many journeys and stories from my global travels and from your neighborhood, right here on Radio Worth Listening To. Hi, this is Dr. Pierre Louis, a clinical psychologist. I will take your calls and I will answer all your personal and business relationship questions, helping you create a life healthy in mind, body, and spirit every Friday at 11 a.m. WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your home. And welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. Uh, we're on, here on 93.5 WTBQ-FM, and I'm your host, David Wilner, with Pillar to Post Home Inspectors, and my co-host here... Christine Koenig with Howard Hanna Rand Realty, licensed in New York and New Jersey for all of your real estate needs. <laughs> it's like a jingle. It's like a jingle. <laughs> um, today we're talking about, um, you know, buying a home when you're young. Like, what, what do you need to know? Uh, so I think maybe what we should talk about first is some of the benefits. Why would you want to buy a home when you're in your 20s, right? Because you can pay it off. You can pay it off. So um, some, so, some things that, that we've seen, right? Consistent, reliable payments. You know what your, your quote unquote rent is going to be and you're paying it to yourself. Um, and really, I think if you're going to ask me the number one benefit, it's really starting to build, um, wealth. build, build wealth for yourself. Um, you're going to pay rent one way or the other, right? Yep. And we all got to live somewhere. That's correct. So maybe you're, maybe you got a couple friends and you guys are going to rent an apartment. Maybe you should say, Hey friends, instead of renting apartment, maybe we can pool our stuff together and buy a place. Hmm. Right. Like a REIT. Yes. A like, uh, oh, that's interesting. Anyway, or hey, mom and dad, any interest in becoming a, a real estate investor with me in my own place, right? Yeah, yeah. Lot, lot, lots of options that way. But most importantly, we're talking about controlling um, what your payments are and who you're paying them to, right? You get some control over the property. When you move into a rental, you want to paint a wall red? Mm. Most landlords are like, yeah, no. Yeah, you can paint it red as long as you paint it back before you move out. Yep, nope, a lot of people will just say no. No, yeah. Yeah, because uh. I have to tell you, the quality of the paint job most people would do would um, not be yeah. not be true. awesome, and then there's paint on your rug, and now you need a new rug. I mean, it's just not worth it. As a landlord, I say no. That's. Um, I would let them paint a neutral color, right? Okay. But Something that matches the rug. Something, maybe. <laughs> It's all very, it's all very distressing. It's very distressing. I try to, I try to pre-paint before people come in so the that we don't have this. The distress look is in. You uh-huh. know? <laughs> uh, but I mean, things like that, your choice, choice in, in wall colors, your choice in. Um, Appliances or anything. Yeah, any, yeah. all of those things. You, you, you know, you, you want some sort of a fancy new kitchen counter and you're able to do it yourself. You want to save some bucks. You can do it in your own house. You cannot do it in a rental. That's true. Right. So um, that's one you know, that's one thing. Um, well, I think one of the things that's going on now is that, you know, post-COVID world, we're all working and spending more time in our homes. Right. And when you're spending more time in your home and you're, it becomes your workspace, your living space, your daycare space, all these different spaces, all these different roles that that, that home space has to fulfill for you, you want a little more customization to it. Right. You want a few more options. You know, do you want a built-in desk? Do you want uh, shelves? I mean, what are you going to do here? Right. Do you want uh, carpet or do you yeah. want some sort of a, you know. Hardwood floors. There you or go. Something else. Uh, whatever it is, uh, you want your home to suit your lifestyle. And lifestyles are changing. 
And they're changing for younger and younger people. It's not just the over 50 crowd, right? You right. can't trust anyone over 50. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not over 50 yet, but I Me trust neither. most I trust most of my over 50 friends. Me too. <laughs> but they um you know, it's 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 a matter of of controlling your own destiny, right? It and is. and you know, don't for these for these young folks who are out there thinking, "Oh, I need to be more mobile than that." Maybe that's true, but you know what? It's not that hard to buy and sell. Right, or buy and rent. And buy and rent, or right. you know, there are so many options once you own a home. It really can be as flexible as you need it to be. Correct. Um so what do you think? What's too young to buy a house? Nine, ten. Yep. Yeah. But anything after that, we're good to go. Pretty much. Yeah. Actually, I, th I think probably that's not accurate. But probably twenty-one. Eight, is, uh, I think is, I think probably legally you need to be eighteen. Yeah, but um, but you know I think you need to you need to have a little bit of established life. I don't know. I don't I'm know. guessing. There are some wheelers and dealers out there buying their first properties at 18 and, and starting to build their wealth. It's not necessarily that they're going to move into it, but that they recognize that um, it's something they want to do. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's super interesting. And you can get, kind of get addicted to it, too. You'd be like, oh, I bought a house and then I sold it for more. Yeah. And then I bought a house and then I sold it for more. Um, but be careful. I did. That was my story right there. And then I bought a house and I sold it for a lot less. Ooh. <laughs> But you know, it's like it's like any other investment. You know, if you're if this is the track of investment that you're going down, you're going to have ups and downs. Yep, it's you a know? market. Uh, it's a market. You're going to have ups and downs in any job or anything that you do, and you got to take it with stride and look at the big picture perspective. Right. You know, and I listen. I know you're a very successful real estate agent. So over the course of your career, that one that little dip didn't mean anything to you. Well, over it it did at the time, but yeah. it, like perspective in the long run, it it's like everything else. It all averaged out. It didn't stop me from buying another house. There you go. Um, what to consider when you're buying a house in your twenties, right? So let's think about it. You want to think about your career, right? Right. Um, what is it that you're doing? Are you um, confident in in keeping that job, right? Um, you know, do you feel like it's something you want to do for you know at least a year or two, right? It, it, you want to make sure you're in a position where you're going to buy a house in an area. Um, you you want to make sure that you're confident that you're going to keep your job because there is nothing more stressful than losing your job while you have a mortgage. That's you know, and no and no deep savings to kind of cover a cover a gap. Yeah. That's that's really stressful. Um, and you know, you want to make sure you know they talk about recouping your your investment, right? Um, and what they mean is this: if you buy a house for a hundred thousand dollars again. I use easy numbers, um, and you're going to put an additional five or six thousand dollars just in closing costs into there, right? In order to come out whole at the end, you would want to sell your house for that hundred, five hundred, six thousand dollars in theory, right? Um, well, maybe more if you're considering all the other, you know, you're correct. paying well, commissions and other stuff on it. So right. So yeah. Well, when you're buying, the commission is already built into that number. Right. So. Oh, so it's kind of a push one way or the Correct. other. Correct. Yeah. So, you know, the the idea is you want to make sure that you're confident that you're going to buy in a place you're going to be in for a few years. And we usually give people like, you know, you want to you want to be there 3 or 4 years before before you know, you you're, you're going to see in a normal market the the value go go up. Um, you know, we're in a crazy market. People here bought a year ago and they're selling for, you know, 20, 30, 40,000 dollars more than they owned it for. I know that um, I was in a position where I had bought um, a condo in a short sale. 
um, a year and a half ago. And I can't believe what I could sell it for today. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, that was just, you know, super lucky. That's, that's great. That being said, I'm not interested in selling it, but uh, if I did, I'd, I'd make out. Okay. Um, whereas in a normal market, it would take me a while to recoup, not only my, the costs, but like then the upgrades I put into it and things like that. So I think particularly for young people too, lifestyle plays a big role in the choice of where you're going to live and what kind of, what kind of place you want to live in. Uh, you know, if, uh, if you're married, if you're single, mm -hmm. right. Uh, if you, you know, kids and not kids, uh, these are all different decision process. You know, I mean, it's, uh, like when my wife and I were looking at buying a house, we wanted a neighborhood. We wanted a single family home in a neighborhood where, you know, school systems were super important to us and stuff like that. But when I was young, I didn't care about any of those things. You know, I cared, well, quite frankly, how close they were to the bars. Uh, you know, lifestyle. <laughs> a lifestyle. That's right. <laughs> I mean, can I go out at night? Is there a nightlife here? Is right. there, how am I going to meet people? Right. Uh, you know, how am I going to have fun here? Because that was, that was really important to me at that time in my life. Yeah, for sure. It's, um, it's a big decision, but, um, you know, on a more practical level, when someone says, well, what do I need to do first? Yeah. Right. On a practical level, the first answer is you need to save, right? You need, you need to save. How much, um, you know, when we have Mike in the studio with us, he says, you know, that closing costs, right? You need, so what do you need? You need your down payment. Right. Um, if you're a first time home buyer. 20%? No, if you're a first time home buyer, you can buy a home with as little as three and a half percent down. Wow, okay. 5% um, is a more standard number. So oh. if you want, like, what is the minimum? That is the minimum you need, plus closing costs. Right. So let's talk about what closing costs are. Um, you know, closing costs cover everything from taxes. Well, you're, yes, you have to prepay your taxes. You have to pay back taxes um, mm -hmm. for someone who's already paid for the year. So you generally need about a year of taxes. It's going to cover things like your title insurance. It's going to cover things like your attorney, your home inspector, right? They, they kind of put different taxes and fees, mortgage recording fees. Like there, there, there's a lot that goes into buying a house. So let's um, use a round number. If so you a have round 100K number, k in house. Uh, Mike always says five to six percent. Five. Okay. In closing costs. So, so if you, that's easy, you can apply that to any number. So if you're if you're looking at a hundred thousand dollar house, assume like six thousand. If you're looking at a two hundred thousand dollar house, assume your down payment plus twelve thousand. Right. So now you're starting to get an idea of what kind of money you need in the bank. If you're buying a three hundred thousand dollar house, right, eighteen thousand which is just a little high. I generally say like, you know, 16 to 18, but, um, and then plus your down payment, which at, you know, is now three and a half to 5% of that, of that number. So now you're starting to look at way bigger numbers, um, which is why I encourage first time home buyers. If you're, you know, not married yet, or, um, don't have kids, look at that smaller first place, right? Find the one bedroom condo, find your little two bedroom cottage. Um, you know, look for something, that you know has everything functioning but maybe not the newest and greatest right you you want to well you're looking for value you're looking for value at that correct right so um, value something you can put your investment into and and see it grow yep um you know and and basic things you need to know what your credit score is right have you have you had credit cards and stuff long enough to have a have a credit score at all right and if not you need to work on building credit 
uh, because a bank won't lend to you if you don't have some sort of proven track record that you pay your bills. I always have, uh, I have an app on my phone that tells me my credit score. Mm -hmm. And I look at it all the time. I bird dog that credit score like crazy. And I, you know, it's, uh, you know, if, if, if it goes up two points, I'm like, woohoo. If it goes down, I'm like, oh no. Right. What, <laughs> what do I need to do? Right. Yeah. Why did it drop? But if I didn't have that app on there and I wasn't paying attention to it, I, I mean, you know, it would change the way I spend. Yeah. You know? No. And they say, it, you know, like other things that, that especially younger people don't think about credit card bills. Yep. Don't have high credit card bills. You have to pay that off, right? And they count that against you when you're when you go to buy a house, right? Same thing like uh, car payments and things like that. Just because you can afford four hundred dollars a month in a car payment, should you should you be spending that right now if you want to buy a house, right? So yes, you need a car. Do you need a brand new car? Do you need right? You you really want to mm -hmm. look at that. Let's talk about making payments for a second, because you know it's it's really important. All these credit cards and the and the car payments and stuff like that, they always tell you they give you a minimum payment. Right. You think that's the number that you have to pay. It is not. You can no. always pay more. So you should always pay more. You should more. always pay more. All right, oh, we are going to break. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break. Hear from our, some of our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Hudson United Mortgage is the number one mortgage company specializing in residential loans in New York and New Jersey, where Mike Van Mansard is offering first-time homebuyers low down payment options and a mortgage that saves you money and time. Licensed in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, Mike Van Mansard will patiently walk you through the maze of applying for a mortgage and is available for all your questions. Call Mike Van Mansard now to set up an appointment or for more information, contact Mike at HudsonMortgage.com. Hi, this is Rachel Heiss, branch manager of Howard Hanna Rand Realty. Right now is a great time to buy or sell. Buyers can take advantage of historically low interest rates and sellers can get top dollar for their home in this high demand market. Our agents utilize the most innovative tools and market knowledge to help you achieve your real estate goals. Give us a call at 845-986-4848. At Howard Hanna Rand Realty, home happens here. Hi, this is Brian Baird, host of Million Dollar Feeling, heard every Saturday at 9 a.m. Join me and my guests and learn how you can let go of your past and create a future filled with a million dollar feeling. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Do you have a car problem? Maybe it's a mechanic problem. Maybe it's not. Sounds like a job for me, Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor. That's right, Sunday mornings at 8. Get up early, let's hang out, let's talk about cars, let's all get smarter, let's solve some car problems. Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor, here Sunday mornings at 8. WTBQ, GHT Weather. Becoming mostly cloudy today with showers and a thunderstorm possible later this afternoon and evening with a high around 80. Tonight, mainly cloudy, early shower, thunderstorm. Skies should become partly cloudy overnight with patchy fog in the low to mid-60s. Tomorrow, sunshine in the morning, increasing clouds in the afternoon, a shower by evening with highs in the low 80s. And on Wednesday, thickening clouds, we'll see showers and some thunderstorms around, some periods of heavy rain, highs in the upper 70s. From the WTBQ Weather Center, I'm WeatherWorks Tony Salimo. WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Christine Koenig, hosting today with... David Wilner from Pillar to Post Home Inspectors. Ah, I, the, almost there looked like you forgot your name. 
I, I hiccuped for a second. <laughs> it's always timing, right? It's like I know. And the my co-host. That's me. I gotta talk. It's happening. Wait, we're in a radio station. So today we are talking about um, young home buyers. What do they need to know? What like what what should they be thinking about when they're looking to buy a home? And we've kind of covered some of the basics, like how much money do you really need, right? You and and we've come down with your down payment, which minimally should be three and a half percent, but possibly five. Mm -hmm. Um, People, it's a competitive world right now, so you probably would do better to have more, but. But minimally, that's what you need, plus your closing costs. Um, and those closing costs should be, you know, on top of the down payment, another um, 5 to 6%. And that's going to put you in the ballpark of what you need. Um, and then we're talking about, um, you know, things to think about, right? You want to work on your credit score. You want to avoid, like, high car payments um, or reoccurring payments, like credit card bills, things like that. You really want to rein in your finances. Um, you want to work out on cutting like cut out unnecessary expenses. Like, do you need that $5 coffee today? No, all these little things add up. And if your goal and your focus is to buy a house in your twenties, you have to be dedicated to that goal, right? It's, it, it, it's a lot to do when you're at that age. So you need it to be a priority and you need to say, I don't need to do these sorts of things. I should be doing this. The other thing you got to do, I think, Christine, you know, is, is dig deep and take a practical inventory of your skill set mm-hmm. right am i going to need to hire someone to oh we have a caller coming in right. hey caller would give us uh, your name and where you're calling from it's mark from florida new york how you doing christine i'm David. great mark hey, how are mark? you doing okay i just wanted to ask you um is the old adage of buying low and selling high generally the the rule of thumb you know in real estate number one and number two, um, something that young people should consider, too, is having a fully funded emergency fund so that if there's any repairs or maintenance, and also um, are there home warranties that are valuable to protect people from risk? Uh, so I like your questions today, Mark. Um, so we'll start with the first one, which is like any investment, you want to buy low, sell high. That being said, um, you know, life sometimes Um, doesn't allow you to have that flexibility. So you want to make sure that what you're doing is affordable to you today. Um, You know, in in general, if you look at the housing market over the past 30 years, right, we had a terrible, terrible dip. And now it's come back, right? Right. In in general, it's it's a wave, right? And so, yeah, if you can buy at the bottom of the wave and sell at the top of the wave, you're you're doing the best you possibly could. We all have things in life that mean something else to us. Sometimes you buy mid-wave, sell mid-wave. And you know what? There's still been, um, you're still tracking upward during that time. So, um, you know, there's so much more that goes into it. Like um, we talk all the time right now about the market today. And we all know that home prices have gone up. But um, interest rates have gone down, uh, making your the balancing out the payment. Yeah, it kind of balances out in terms of the percentage of what people it are makes spending. It more affordable it than does. if the rates are really low. That's right? That's correct. It, it, it keeps people it keeps people in the market that way. Right, right. right? By being more affordable. Yeah. Right. So, Mark, and I want to. Can I jump in and say uh, a contingency fund is a great idea. It is the emergency uh, fund. Yeah. You know that because things do happen. Things you don't know do when happen. it's going to happen, but it happens. That's right. And your hot, so, what I was about to say. Gonna go or when we when we answer, when when we answered your call, I was going to say that you got to take that inventory of your own skill set. Right? Do I need to hire people every week to mow my lawn? Do I need to hire somebody to paint the house or are these things that you can do yourself and save that money right right so 
uh, you know, it's a little different how you how you want to prepare or how you want to think about how you're going to spend your money on these things. Correct. So, you know, as as a as a young person, I encourage you to take some chances and go out there and do some of these projects yourself, uh, and uh, and try and save a few bucks that way. Yeah, and and definitely that rainy day fund is important because. Uh, you know, you, you can't tell if your furnace is going to go. I mean, that's, that's a big it. one, your hot water heater. These are things where it's not optional to fix it, right? Yeah. Um, you right. know, if your microwave goes, eh, you could live without that. But, you know, heat, not so much. Hot water, I got to tell you, ours went the other day. That was not fun. Six people in the house with no hot water. Nobody was happy. Right. There's always something that could happen. Like we said, we don't know when, but it's going to happen. Yeah. So. And, you know, you brought up an interesting point about a, um, like a home warranty. When you, when you buy a house, um, even if you own a house, you can buy a home warranty. Um, they, are, um, they don't give you as much flexibility to decide what it is that is going to be put into your house as a replacement. Um, however, um, it does, you know, like any insurance policy, you pay, you, you come with like $500 out of your pocket and then they put the equipment in that they can they can get it should it's be comparable. like insurance for your house in a different fashion though. That, that's correct right. like so if you have an if you have let's just say you have an oil you know an oil burning furnace right or and or boiler um and it goes right you might say oh i want this one you don't get a say right but they'll say hey look here's a new one and it's working and we're going to put it in give me your 500 dollars and we'll schedule you out for two weeks from now Right. Right. So, exactly. um, and you can get that's that. That's not so bad in August. And the next thing, in January, it's really thing bad. In January, it's really affordability. Bad. If you can't afford the payments, that can be a big problem. Afford affordability. Correct. You ha <laughs> right. You you have to understand what you what the expenses are going to be, and you have to understand your finances. What can you afford? Right. That's exactly. Right. So. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks for calling. Mark. Have a good day. Now. Take care. Yep. Um, so you know, Mark kind of brought up what our next part of our topic was, which was, um, you know, once you decide what kind of a house you're looking for, a condo, a cottage, um, a multifamily, maybe, maybe you want a multifamily, you want to live in one unit and you want to rent out the other units to help cover your costs, right? There are so many different, different kinds of homes, but now you have to look at that home before you buy it, right? Buyer beware. It's incumbent upon the buyer to know what's going on in that house. Whether you have experience doing that or not, it's irrelevant. Um, it's you, you, you can't turn around after you buy the house and say, oh, I didn't know it was going to need a new roof. Oh, I didn't know we were gonna, right. You have you have to know enough to to know what your comfort level is with what is there now. Um, so, you know, when I'm working with buyers, especially younger buyers, um, I, I do my best to look at roofs with them, um, to look at the age of the furnace, to look at the age of the hot water heater. Right. I'm like to me, those are the big ticket items that um, you can get a sense of does it need to be replaced in the next five years or not, right? Like to me, when I'm working with a first time home buyer, I, I feel like I have enough knowledge to say, ooh, that roof, we're gonna wanna talk to the home inspector, but it looks like it's towards the end of, of its life cycle, not, not the beginning of it, right? Um, so. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, oh, that's also what you contact a home inspector for. Exactly. Uh, you know, I always tell my clients when they're shopping, take pictures of stuff if you have questions yeah. and text me because, uh, you know, it's, it, can, it can make a difference in your shopping experience and what you're going to ultimately make an offer on. Right. So if there's a question when you're shopping for a house about that roof, 
feel free, you know, um, get out there, find your home inspector before you find your house, contact him and let him know that this is something in your future. Ask him, should I be looking at these things? Uh, what should I be looking at? How should I be looking at my home critically? Because one of the things shoppers, home, right, Christine? Most home shoppers go out and they look at a house and they say, where's the couch going to go? Will my right. dog like the yard? Is this room big enough for right. me? The kitchen is pretty. The kitchen is pretty. Um, home inspectors definitely look at a house differently. We want to know, is this, is this going to last, right? How is this home built? Is the roof in good condition? Do, this, do the systems operate? And, you know, so having that objective kind of critical thought process in, in buying the house is important. And feel free, you know, once you find your, your home inspector, then text them those pictures and talk to them throughout the buy process. They'll be happy, good home inspector will be happy to do that with you because it makes his life easier on the backside too. Right. He knows what to expect from the inspection. Yeah. No, it's, and it's, and it's true. And the, you know, the other thing is as much as possible prior, right? is try to try to educate yourself about homes, right? Um, you know, do a little research. The internet is your friend, yeah. right? It's, and you know, Google, you know, how do I know if my roof is bad? How do I know if my furnace is bad? Just so you're reading these things and you have just a little bit of knowledge, right? It's, you know, knowledge is power. This is, buying would, a home is a huge investment and you should wanna be a little educated about it. I, I like to tell uh, I like to tell some like my clients on the home inspection that you know oh this is your first home great you know realize this is going to be your hobby now right it's not just your investment this is something you're going to spend time what kind of insulation should I have you know what, how do I waterproof my basement you're going to spend your downtime now looking at things and thinking about things you never thought you were before and doing that research on the internet calling experts in the field, talking to them, having discussions and figuring out where you want to make your investments, right. how you want to spend your capital. And it's, and it's fun, right? It is it's not fun. Th this conversation, not to be scary. It's to be fun though, right? It it's, is. Right. Yeah. It's, it, it ends up being your biggest purchase and you want it to be awesome, right? It's where you spend all of your time. You have your friends come over. You want to show them your new hot water heater. I'm not even kidding. This is a or thing. A jacuzzi. Look at, look at my new solar panels, right? <laughs> oh, did you see, did you see what color I painted my front door? These, these are the, I know that it doesn't sound exciting until all of a sudden it's your front door and you want to show everyone. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it, it is, it is a point of pride that you're going to have for yeah. a long time and it's going to be fun. Correct. Um, you know, we can uh, dig in a little bit when we get back from our next break uh, about who do you need to work with? What are, what set of professionals should you be lining yourself self up with? All right. That's great. Building okay. a team. Building a team. You need a great team in order to, um, you know, have a smooth, successful transaction and feel confident that what you're buying is really, um, you know, the right thing for the you. The right thing for you. Yeah. And so confidence, I think, is uh, goes a long, long way. All right. So we'll be right back. Chris 
Steritz has been an award-winning associate broker for more than 28 years. Chris's vast knowledge of Orange County ensures that your goals will be met whether you are a buyer or a seller, and she will help with your home inspection, mortgage, and appraisal process. She's also a specialist in corporate relocation, and the home inventory on her website is always current. For more information or to contact Chris, visit chrissteritz.brandrealty.com. Pillar to Post Home Inspectors is your number one choice when buying or selling a home in the Hudson Valley. Pillar to Post Inspectors are experienced, informative, and very knowledgeable. We will examine the structure, plumbing, heating, cooling, and electrical systems. Our thorough inspection will identify important factors, which may save buku dollars when making a home purchase. For more information or to schedule your home inspection, call the owner, David Wilner, at 845-610-5366. Visit PillarToPost.com backslash David Wilner. This is Marcia Talbot, a licensed real estate broker of Howard Hanna-Rand Realty, specializing in residential, land, and vintage homes. Rest assured that I will make your experience smooth and pleasant and hold your hand throughout the entire process. As a resident of Orange County since 1976, I know every nook and cranny of this area. Please contact me at marshatalbot.randrealty.com for the best experience in your buying and selling process. This is Allie Berman inviting you to tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. on Winning Together with the number one team of personal injury attorneys at Sobo & Sobo. Call or text into the show and get answers to all your questions right here on Radio Worth Listening To. Tune into the nonprofit Notebook, your resource for and about people helping people. Learn about all the events and services available for you, friends, or family. Open your nonprofit Notebook Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Radio Worth Listening To. I'm gonna make this place your Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Christine Koenig with Howard Hanna Rand Realty, um, licensed in New York and New Jersey and reachable at listwithchrisk.com. Wow. Here today with... I'm Dave. Oh yeah, Dave Wilner. <laughs> I'm Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Wilner from Pillar to Post Home Inspectors. And uh, we're on 93.5 FM, uh, WTBQ. Yeah. So today we've been talking about, um, you know, younger people wanting to get into the real estate market. You know, they hear how hot the market is and how everyone should have a house. And, you know, they want to get in on the action, too. Uh, But there are some um, real hurdles that someone just coming out of college with college debt may have. Um, You know, and really any young person saving up a nest egg is is hard, um, but kind of what you need to do in order to buy a house. There's no like uh, no money down, buy a house loan. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, there's gotta, you gotta, uh, uh, at some point you have to have the mentality of paying it forward on everything. Right. You know, that's, that's really what it is. It's no longer about paying off debt. It's all about putting it into savings, spend it when you have it, but don't spend it if you don't. Um, so we were talking about, um, you know, what is, what, what can you do to start? Right. What, what do you want to do? Um, the first thing you want to do is, you know, line up your arsenal of, of professionals to help you. Right. Yep. Um, you know, you can reach out to Mike Van Mansard at Hudson United. Um, he can, you know, you can lay out your basic financial situation for him and he can give you some some real some some real life knowledge on on what you need. Right. Um, and he may tell you things and say words you don't want to hear, but you need to hear them. If that if if you truly are passionate about buying a house, you need to know um 
where where you are right now and where you need to get to be in order to buy. Um, also, you want to partner with a real estate agent who is going to um, be on the lookout for something that might suit your needs, right? A lot of real estate agents are working with, um, you know, people who are a little older, they need, you know, three bedroom homes at a minimum, right? But we have a lot of smaller things that come on the market that might um, suit a younger, a younger buyer a little better. Um, and, you know, if you have someone keeping an eye out for you, um, you tell them a little bit about what you want, then you never know. Someday you may just get that call and say, hey, um, also, you want to you want to go on to your Zillow's and your and your Realtor dot coms and things like that. You want to put in some basic searches, right? Pick a couple towns that you're interested in being in. Pick your you know your top of what you think you might want to pay for that, and then just see what shows up in your inbox on a daily basis because that's how you're going to educate yourself about what the market is in your price point. Oh, I love flipping through Zillow. Uh, I, I love flipping through the MLS, but I know, um, I know to a pro at the Zillow is like, I never, it doesn't, it doesn't have the information I want. Right. But you know, <laughs> for me, I just want to see the pretty pictures. Yes. <laughs> I know. Listen, I have, uh, I have clients who share their Google, Google search or their, uh, Zillow searches with me. And it's like every day I get, you know, Jim is looking in a new town. Jim found three houses. He likes yesterday. Jim, I'm like, Jim, Stop sharing. Don't share your Zillow with me. <laughs> Just tell me what homes we're going to see. <laughs> you know, um, and then, by the building, way. Building that team, right? Yeah, building that so, team. So where do you think you start? Do you start with the real estate agent? Um, so I, I think that you start with your finances. Finance first. You Finance have, first. You have to know But where, how do you find the right mortgage guy if you haven't talked to a real estate agent? Um, so some or people, is the mortgage guy the right finance guy to start with? Or do you start with a financial planner? So I think that you I think that you still have that conversation with your with a mortgage broker. A mortgage broker is going to be able to set some some minimums for what you need to, for the next step, right? Um, you can call me anyone and I will certainly set you up with a mortgage person who would um, be happy to help you take that first step. But if you don't know what you what you need, then you don't have a goal to work towards, right? Um, and no one is going to be in a better position to help set those benchmarks than someone who does mortgage information all day long. Um, you know, and then as we were talking about before, have a real estate agent helping you, you know, once you pinpoint, kind of setting you up so you can see what's available in your areas. And as you had recommended, um, kind of reach out to a, a home inspector in case you do find that house and you need someone's opinion on something. Like before I go down the road of a whole home inspection and offers and all of that stuff, I know I'm concerned about these three things at this house already. Is this big concern or little concern? Yeah, and it's it's a great way to sort of uh, limit the field out there. You know, you don't yeah. want to you don't want to go through the whole process on something that never would have fulfilled your needs. Yes, and and I will say there is uh, there are homes out there um, that I still lament not not pursuing, and I know that I know that it was the wrong house for me because there was a structural issue. There was some big expense going into that home that I would have had to overcome. Um, and even though that house might have been in the neighborhood I wanted or had the view I would have died for, or right, any of these, you know, these things, there was still that thing that made it like, I just, I just can't, I can't I, like it's too much for me, Yeah. right? And you have to know, like, it might be your dream house, after someone makes all of the fixes, right? If you're not in a position to have, right? Then it's not really your dream house. Right, and, and it, like I was saying before, you gotta dig down deep. Is this something I can handle? 
right? right. Yeah. You know, um, and what you know, what's it going to cost? What's involved in it? You know, how are these things all? How does it happen that this is going to be now a safe and happy home for me? If right. uh, you know, if, <laughs> if there are, if the structural supports in the attic have all been removed, or if there's a giant crack in in the foundation and the footings are falling away. Uh, and there's pooling water down there that's 18 inches deep. These are all things I've found in homes over the years. Uh, you know, and my clients, it didn't necessarily mean that they didn't buy the home. It meant that they had a choice to make, an informed education on an investment. Right. Um. Yeah. Right? I, you got the giggles over there. Uh, <laughs> but, I would, I would yes. blank for a moment. I would blank for a moment. It's, uh, but it's fun. I mean, you know, these things are, are it is an education. It's, you're going to learn a lot. You're going to learn about a lot about yourself in this process, too. You know, have I been, <laughs> where am I going? How am I doing this? How am I going to get there? But for first-time buyers, it's particularly, you know, this is a, such a, can be such a rewarding experience. You're going to find that down the road, you've you've saved money, you've amassed wealth, you're doing all the right things that you need to do to get through this life, you know, in the best way you can. So that's a that's a good feeling. Yeah. You know? Um, you know, I always encourage, I do encourage people to buy a home. I bought a home pretty young, and I don't regret it at all. It it made it it took the mystery out of it, right? Yep. Um, and I was. And I was in a good position that I was able to rent at slightly below market value for a few years um, from my parents before I uh, bought a home and that allowed me to save. Um, and again, I was, you know, I didn't come out of school with a tremendous amount of, um, of school debt either. And so I, and I wasn't going for shooting for the moon in my first place. Right. I, I bought a, I bought a small condo. Right. Um, so, you know, if you if if you take if you take the time, look at look at your numbers, see what it is you need to be doing, right? Make a plan. What do you need to save each week in order to or each month, each pay period, right? And how long will it take you to get there? Um, and then once you kind of know that, then be rigid to that budget and and make it happen for yourself, right? No one's no one. This is this is one of those things in life that you are truly in control of of your own spending right um you you may not be in control of how much money you make right now right but once you know these 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 finite things to build towards that that's in your hands yeah you know i think that the, the greatest thing about being a, a young young and doing these things right mm -hmm. is that you know all these investments they grow over time and the more time that you have them, the more growth that you have usually, usually, because right. yeah. there are downturns, but usually. Mm -hmm. uh, so making the investment when you're young helps you out tremendously down the road. I mean, if you can, if you can buy a property, you know, when you're in your 20s and you have appreciation in that property and you sell it when you're in your 30s, uh, that's, that's the next move into the next size acquisition, right? right. And you move up in a property, you, you keep saving. This is, this, is, this is how you generate wealth over years. Uh, and uh, and that's, that's super important because someday, you know, you're gonna want other things. Right, correct. And once you get your, your home squared away, then, then you do, right? It's then everything else tends everything to fall else. in place. Correct. You so. find a nice girl, you settle in. <laughs> 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 or boy, whatever it is, yeah, right. you know. I mean, you could, you know, we're all equal in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. 
So I don't know. That's real estate talk for you, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, but it is, you know, it's, it's a uh, home ownership is very rewarding. It's, it is. It's a lot of fun. You take a lot of pride in it. Uh, you know, you love your neighborhood. You love the people around you. You know, if you, if you find yourself in a spot where you hate all those things, move. Yeah. You know, make yourself happy. Life's too short for that stuff. Yeah, I mean, they, they used to say the average person moves every uh, every seven five years. to seven so, years. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've been where I am for 12, and I don't see I'm going anywhere for a while. Oh, well, I, I mean, if you, if you look at all the properties, all the places, yeah. all the rentals, all the homes I've had over the years, yeah, yeah I've probably... There was a time where I was moving every year. Oh yeah, I, I, you know? I, there was a time I moved nine times in eight years. Yeah, I mean that was there. I was a, a lean. I was a lean moving machine, right? I knew exactly how to. I could get up and out of a house in a day. Oh it yeah, it was amazing, yeah. amazing. And then I had kids. <laughs> <laughs> I am no longer a lean moving machine. No, I am entrenched in my space. <laughs> right, <laughs> and they just keep bringing more stuff into the house. <laughs> <laughs> ah, those kids. Those kids. They're cute, though. Oh, they are. <laughs> uh, anyway, I think that uh, we are coming down towards uh, the end of our Monday morning time with you. Um, and Dave, thank you again for hosting with me today. I always enjoy our time together. Oh, Christine, always. You know, this is always fun. I, you know, I love this radio show. I love all, you know, working with all you guys from Rand. Yep. And uh, it's just, uh, it is terrific, you know. And I, I think, you know, listeners out there, you're all great, and I, I, you know, please, questions, texts, calls, you know, hook, give us a call anytime. By the way, what yeah. number would they call you at, or how would they get in touch with you? Oh, I'm not telling anyone. Ah, <laughs> he's the secret home inspector. That's it. <laughs> the best way to reach me, uh, you can call call my office uh, at eight four five six one zero. Five three six six, or you can call me on my cell at seven three two six four seven five two three one. You know, that's those are the best ways to reach me. Yeah. Uh, you know, or text me on my cell or whatever. Good. And uh, if you have the need of an agent, you can reach me at listwithchrisk.com. Um, that's I finally, so cool. I finally went List with an with easy. Yeah. I went with an easy one. Listwithchrisk.com. Anyway, it's Chris with the ch. Just right. In case anyone's going to go with the other spellings, don't C-H-R-I-S. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, anyway, I think that's it. Everyone have yourself a very fabulous Monday and tune in next week. We will be with you then.